0: And I'm Mayor McCourt. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the last week of Spooky Month, in theory, because technically the next episode will be on like the first of November, so that doesn't count. That's not Spooky (laughs) Month anymore. That's right. Um, Mm -hmm. We'll
1: move on to Hallmark documentaries at that point.
0: (laughs) Do they have documentaries? Now I'm going to have to look it up. I know.
1: Surely there's a documentary about the phenomenon of Hallmark movies. Ooh, I will have to look at that. As you once told me, all of Halloween, you are death, death, die. And then as soon as Halloween is over, you move on to, you know, the feely good, lovey stuff or whatever. So, Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep, I have to switch right over. It makes me happy. This week, you guys, this was my pick and it lived up to all of my hopes and dreams. Everything I wanted it to be. It is Hell House which was done in 2001. It's an hour and 25 minutes long. I rented it on the Amazons and directed by George Ratliff, who seemed to have some other good credits, but they weren't necessarily documentaries, but like proper horror. And I thought, oh, check it out. All right.
1: Wasn't this horror though. (laughs) I submit to you. I would like to caution listeners to make sure you're choosing the Hell House documentary. There are a lot of like Hell House options when you search in various places and we've run into this before with like devil's playground and like (laughs) they're a little general right so uh you might end up with a whole different dynamic uh if not careful and also I I think that was just difficult to find because I think I had trouble like the description wasn't there or something there was something going on and basically I figured out it was the right one because there's the guy's face (laughs) <laughs> the picture and also that was like linked up online somewhere so i was like okay i'm pretty sure this is the right one but just maybe because they're, they're older it's just a little bit yeah less clear mm-hmm.
0: well and i yeah i searched for hell house and then i went into genre so you can pick documentary gotcha. and kind of filter pretty quickly which makes it a little bit easier to filter sure. out all the horror movies which i'm sure are also amazing so yeah clearly mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: All right, we're joining Trinity Church of Cedar Hill in Texas, because of course, Mm -hmm. this is the 10th year that they're sponsoring, they're putting on their version of a haunted house is the jam here. Yeah,
0: and this year, the theme, okay, I will question that it's not a theme, but the title of this year's is The Walking Dead. I don't know if you guys remember, it was... All the rage. Well, no, that was pre-Walking Dead. That might have been the comics were popular at the time.
1: I don't know that I really cared enough to, like, pin down that name. Right. But basically, I wrote, they're disturbing young people into giving their lives to God.
0: Yeah. 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 It's it's a scare tactic, but I feel like that's most of what the church does. Is scare tactics. And then also it's a lot of grooming. And and uh yeah, and and peer pressure and all of that is is all combined to give your soul to Jesus. It is
1: fascinating. Mm. I couldn't wait to talk to you this week and I Uh, we were talking a little bit before we hit record that I was very conscious of like not texting you and be like, have you seen it yet? What did you think? Like, (laughs) where are you in it? I I couldn't because I knew that I wanted to keep all that
0: for the show. So Mm -hmm. good times. So what are some of the themes that we're going to discuss in hell house?
1: So it seems like family violence, pretty standard, um, Mm -hmm. suicide, abortion, Mm -hmm. drugs, and alcohol, also drunkenness and drunks. And I'm like, that's A lot of emphasis on drinking, just saying. I found fascinating that they also had some previous scenes that they were going to uh, call upon. Again, this is a lot of shock value stuff that they had done a Columbine attack scene acted out. Because this here is real. I'm like, that's really so tasteless. But they don't seem to be concerned with any of this.
0: No, no. No, the other two uh, categories that kind of mentioned later are homosexuality and the occult, which is always in the forefront of their mind. All of
1: these are the worst case scenario, in my opinion. It's sensationalized in a way that I find that the average person would be really, just really stunned to see acted out in this way.
0: Yes. And as we go through, it's a lot of victim blaming. There is very little consequence for how people got into these situations. It is entirely upon the person who has just been traumatized and then how they deal with that trauma and they're being punished for it. Right. Every and scene. basically heckled the whole time as well.
1: So, Absolutely. Yeah. The planning begins in August, mm-hmm. but they want you to know that this is not just a fundraiser. But I'm going to challenge that because at no time do they talk about the cost or the profits of putting that on. However, I have some math and skills. So Mm -hmm. I have some figures to discuss when we we get out into the world of this. Mm -hmm. They do have some very creative ways of depicting certain things. Like they've decided they're going to do a scene where the souls are in hell. So they're building a plexiglass floor that you can kind of see it under, like you can stand on and see through or maybe not stand on, but you can see it and they're going to fill it with like misty smokiness and have like people beaten on the, you know, barrier there and kind of really, really, again, really get into it. And I love the creativity. I wish that it were channeled a little differently And they also have some interesting moments where the youths are describing their views of being in hell. And I find that that is also pretty fascinating. A lot of Old Testament, a lot of Dante-esque viewpoints. I personally like the Greek form where you're like rolling that rock uphill all the time. I think that that's... Uh,
0: Sisyphus. Yeah. I think I've worked there at Sisyphus Inc. I've worked there. (laughs) But it's just such a funny, I don't know.
1: I just, I find it so interesting that the, the way people de- depict hell and what it's going to be like, because um, I'm like, I've been in some really horrible situations. And if I was going to pick a
0: hell, that might be it. I can say with a lot of confidence that when they stuck those two kids in that tiny little hole to portray the souls trying to get out, that was my real life version of hell. Cause they were just trapped in there in this tiny space with like no way out. And I thought, well, you, you nailed that one on the head. That's <laughs> hell.
1: <laughs> so Mm-mm. mind you, the way this is done is they take a group of people through this haunted house, like 30 or so paying an audience. Right. And they move you from scene to scene. So there'll be the family violence scene. Then they have a guide shift you over into the next occult scene. And then they, they're shifting you through. And at the end, that's where the hell plexiglass floor thing is. So kind of an interesting concept, like the way I'm familiar with a haunted house is you kind of move with the traffic of the, the people that are around you. So if you go go with a group of four people, basically you're all walking up the stairs where people are grabbing your feet through the wooden, like the open stairs, which I'm like, that's a mm-hmm. hazard don't do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you're, you're kind of going at your own pace. You're not necessarily guided
0: like this. I, I'm going to counteract that because with, I haven't been into a haunted house in a very long time because a lot of haunted house scare is dark, confined spaces. And that truly is terrifying to me. So they've, they've done their job well and I'm not going, but the last few times I did go, you were just there were so many people, they're pushing you behind, and so you're pushing the person in front. And so it's just this nonstop I could have lifted my feet up and moved with the traffic as it were. Again, which is horrible, because then you're just like, mm-hmm. I can't go anywhere. I'm stuck. But still it's this isn't it's not that, the way this is least. done, because it's
1: not like a chunk of people are moved mm-hmm. like through that. Um it is still right. the flow of whatever. So I found that kind of interesting. But as you continue to go through this documentary, you understand why that is. So at this point, can we talk about the tryouts? Because this, my friends, is full of actors from the church.
0: (laughs) Which, again, would have done well in COVID. I'm just going to throw that out there. This is where he needs to go start finding some new fresh meat for his movies. That's
1: that's true. Uh,
0: yeah. And it's mostly kids. So they do have a discussion that there's, you know, they have a school, Trinity Church and then Trinity School, which K through 12 Christian school. So a lot of the kids from the church go to the school and vice versa. So you have a lot of kids from the school who are trying out. So I don't think they're too awfully young. They talked about middle schoolers at some point. I think most of the actors in the actual scenes are going to be high school or above. Does that sound right? Yeah, that's the way
1: I understood it as well.
0: Yeah. And then you have the scenes that you can take ahead of time to kind of practice. Figure out which scene you want to try out for. Mm -hmm. And then you actually go and try out for it. Without anyone else there, like sometimes they'll have the someone reading the other part but there was one girl who was doing both parts like she would like turn around and do one part and turn around and do the other part and i'm like girl you better get one of those parts you're working your ass off i hope she's also
1: singing and dancing so she could be the triple threat because she would have been a a top contender in my book
0: yeah yeah (laughs) it was um they also talk about there are only four Female parts, which I call bullshit because I feel like I saw a lot more than four female parts when we went through it, right? But this woman who is helping pick from the auditions, like, there's only four female parts and they're in high demand. And, you know, just because you're a good actress, it does not mean that you're going to get that part. We need to know that you're faithful. We need to know how committed to the church you are because you can't quit halfway through and these are stressful, emotional scenes. So we need to make sure that you are committed to doing it. Oh. So much, Mm -hmm. so much, yeah. Hope he showed up to Sunday school because they started counting then, right? Which is
1: an interesting. It's an interesting dynamic because you mentioned that the church and the school are very closely involved, so this makes me think that these people have no interaction with anybody else, any other time. But I'm going to go ahead and throw out there at this point: this is a complete status situation because everybody is referred to as she was the suicide girl last year she was the blah 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 and i find that very interesting that these things are in high demand <laughs> it's just a weird thing to talk about so yeah the four parts are hold on where did i get um choo choo, choo, choo. drug scene right abortion drinking and suicide that's what i had it's
0: broad <laughs> that works i mean that's really all women are good for
1: anyway uh yeah also hmm. uh lots of guilt and uh void purity culture show up here
0: <laughs> so much we are just like jesus taking the blame for everything dying for your sins so much yeah I not I didn't get anyone's name in this. They don't really show anyone's name. They don't tell you who anyone is, which is thank you, annoying. <laughs> right. Um I mean it saves time when I'm taking notes, I guess. I'm just like this cat with the eyebrows and this chick <laughs> with the hair. Um Right. And you know, you know who I'm talking about with the eyebrows, right? <laughs> so much. So yes, much. I do. Mhm. Like Eugene Levy would be like, "Whoa, my man." Right. Maybe a trim. Mhm. Maybe a trim. There was one guy that we kind of go to his house and see his family. I think his name was John. I think they called him John later on.
1: Yeah, I have just Cassar home. That's, that's
0: yeah, but the later last on, name. I think they called him John. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So we go to his house at 6 a.m. for some reason. I don't know who this guy is. I don't know what he has to do with the church. We do see him at tryouts. We do see him in Hell House. So maybe he's a member of the church. Maybe he does some stuff for the church. Mm -hmm. It's not defined. We don't know. One of my favorite things is he was talking about his teenage daughter, Alex, I believe Mm -hmm. is her name. Yes. She's going to try out for the abortion girl this time around instead of being the lady of leisure. And I'm like, there's a lady of leisure part? That is me. That's, that's right? the role I was born to do. <laughs> what? Right. Uh, again, that's
1: higher status with a bigger meatier part as it were. Mm. I am fascinated that this man has children taking a bath at 6am. Yeah. Who doesn't do that the night before? That's a, that's a nighttime routine right there. Right. With young children. Also, it didn't look to me like they were running different bath water in between kids. And I was like, well, we don't. Do that anymore? Like, let's <laughs> let's maybe swap that out. Let's hope that was editing. Yeah, uh, I concur. Could have been an editing. We do understand that there are some health issues in this family. There's a young child that actually has a seizure, which is pretty serious. They have to call the paramedics, and this does not seem to be an unusual occurrence. So you know, props for a single dad working with a large family and some big obstacles. I get it. I get it. That's, that's gotta be tough for him. So,
0: Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah. There were five or six kids total ranging from the the little one that had the seizure was like one ish, two ish, very young in diapers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All the way up to like Alex, who was like 16 or something. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And the littlest one had cerebral palsy. And seemed like a really sweet little kid, but it would be very difficult. Yes. And I also was like, where's the mom? Oh boy. Don't we find out about that (laughs) later?
1: So this guy, this father has to constantly be on call for the health concerns of at least that youngest kid. So he's always got like a phone. I mean, everybody's got a phone, but even when he's at the haunted house uh, at hell house, he's got like a relay system (laughs) for people so he can get the message if necessary. And I'm like, God, that's just a lot to deal with. So.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to jump to it now and just get to mm -hmm. the story of the mom. So. Okay. Cause I was like, what, where's the mom? This is a good God fearing household. Did she die? Did they kill her? What happened? So we get, part of the story when alex is going to tell us she says that her mom was seeing another man and that she had met this other man several times and then she kind of rambles a little and doesn't really say anything at all just that some mistakes were made things happened court cases got confused and the kids got taken away from the dad for like a month and after being in the foster system, which I'm sure was extremely stressful and horrible. I can't even imagine. Poor kids. But she said that she believes suffering does bring you closer to Jesus because when you have nowhere else to turn, he's there for you. And I counter that with, if he really loved you, he would not have made you go through that in the first place. I have
1: no counter argument to that. I think that there's definitely, um, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: We hear John's side of the story at some point, But all he says is that she met, she being the wife, met someone online Mm -hmm. and then she's no longer in the picture. She's, she's no longer with them. And I'm like, is she dead? We still don't know what happened. A hundred percent. I was like, uh,
1: is she just gone or like, what are we talking about? Yeah. He talks about that the affair began online Mm-hmm. And then moved to like meeting in the parks. And I was like, sounds sordid. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's to Sketchy make, as hell. Right. Fun of that. And Alex also said that they, the kids had actually met this man. So yeah. I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm not gonna, I'm just going to say this, that wife, I have, I imagine she probably had it rough as well.
0: Yeah. I, I can't imagine anyone was doing well. In the middle of the situation regardless the kids most of all and they seem to have come through it okay and seem to be doing okay living with their dad at the time being so that is the positive outcome that they're together with their dad but I thought it was interesting they didn't really tell you but they kind of told you but it really tell you what happened and I'm like why did you even put that in there you should have just left it out
1: Well, I think it's interesting that they basically used that for some inspiration for some of the Hell House scenes. True, true, they did. Mm -hmm. So do without what you will.
0: Can we also mention that this church is the Pentecostal Church, which I had to look up, and it says the Pentecostal Church is a movement uh, within Protestant Christianity that emphasizes the gifts of the Holy Spirit, specifically speaking in tongues or what scholars call glossolalia, that's a fun word, as well as supernatural healing and other manifestations of the Holy Spirit. They do
1: highlight the speaking in tongues. Uh, There is a lot of uh, worship footage happening, so you can see it in real time. Very interesting. Um, I would like to direct you towards a little concept called, oh shit, now I just forgot it. The hysteria. Mass hysteria mass hysteria. I'd like to, to welcome you to a term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. times.
0: I I don't know that I've ever heard anything good about the Pentecostal church from anyone outside of the Pentecostal church. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. It's, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's fitting that they're the ones doing this because they seem overly dramatic anyway. So let's just put that into action. Uh, yeah, I think the
1: costals, uh also have some of them have the long hair stuff and the girls and skirts and that kind of thing mm-hmm. can also be somewhere with them but I don't have a great yeah. uh, reference for that are they the ones that handle the snakes? I think they are I was going to say that as well because okay. I'm like <laughs> I mean I think that that kind of goes hand in hand with the gifts of the Holy Spirit because if you're faithful enough the snakes are going to be like well you're just too holy to bite <laughs> I thought it was, if you get bit, Jesus will heal you, but either way. Oh, okay. (laughs) Somebody can let us know. I'm sure. It's fine. (laughs) So, moving on from this point, we talked to the main pastor. I don't know who he is. Tim, Jim, people said his name, but, like, again, he was never really introduced. He talks about the goal of Hell House is to do dramas in a unique way so our culture can receive gospel of Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, there was no gospel giving really throughout this.
1: No, and I am again fascinated by the fact that they think they have to scare you into loving God instead of love you into loving God. Like this is a very negative vibe in this church if I'm being honest, it's all about what you can't do, what you shouldn't do. It's not about like, hey, you know what? We're going to feed the poor.
0: There's nothing in this documentary about it. So Aaron, if the poor had made better choices, they wouldn't <laughs> be in those situations. And it's their punishment from God. Right. Duh. Right. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. They they show us them build. They show them building the sets in that. And there was one comment that I thought. That absolutely did not fucking happen. They were talking about white paint and white candles and our friend Tim or someone else who looks just like Tim because they're all old white men. They all look the same. And he was like, no. One time a warlock came through and he corrected us and said, there's no white anywhere. No white candles, no nothing. So if you're going to be a proper warlock or pagan or Satanist or whatever category, there will be no white anywhere, and I thought bullshit no <laughs> warlock would have gone through that to begin with, and even if they did, they just would have laughed and walked on. They're not gonna give you their insights and critiques.
1: Well, again, you've mentioned in this past comment paganism, satanism, mm-hmm. uh, witchcraft, which I think is what warlocks are those are so. all different. And Different, much like yes. scientists, like if you study any sect of occult, then you just know all of occult. Like no, <laughs> such problems with us. I just he said it with such confidence. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's like white candles and stuff in Wicca, which I'm sure that all this is covered under their general occult. Um, there's a lady who's typing up some script stuff. And she's talking to the guy with the eyebrows. And (laughs) they're having this, I don't know, moment where he's trying to get her to understand that there's a card game called Magic the Gathering. That's the name of the game. And she's like, these kids out playing with magic and they're gathering and it's, she cannot get it right to save her fucking life. And this guy is like rolling his eyes. And he's like, it's magic. The Gathering. Which admittedly is a stupid name. But if you're going to shit on something, please get your details straight. It gives you more credibility. But it was the funniest thing.
0: It was very much a who's on first situation. Because they kept going back and forth. And she's like, okay, so it's a gathering? And he's like, no. I'm sure they do gather. But that's not what it is i'm like listen this is the year of our lord 2001 you could have asked Jeeves; he would have told you you could have cleared it all up
1: (laughs) they probably find that it's best that they can't get it straight because that means that the devil has not got them (laughs) yeah but they also talk specifically about harry potter books ouija all of those things lead to Satanism because sometimes kids have some self-esteem problems and it's a very slippery slope. You read like one creepy pasta or whatever, and then you just slide right into human sacrifice.
0: Human sacrifice. <laughs> yes. I love that he said... You know, if you ask someone, hey, do you want to be a Satanist? They're going to be like, no, man, that's not cool. But if you just slowly integrate them. And I'm like, and then he actually said, you know, if someone is feeling down, they're searching for something. And, you know, their self-esteem is low. That's when they get them. And I thought, isn't that absolutely what Christianity does, too? (laughs) Like, (laughs) when you're feeling down, pray to Jesus. And I'm like, wait a minute. This sounds familiar.
1: 100%. Also, I think there's an
0: argument to be said that prayers are spells. I digress. <gasps> Ooh, and they use candles. They light candles for their lost ones. They have transubstantiation. Ooh. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm. I just didn't know that low self-esteem made you vulnerable to Voldemort. So. Absolutely.
0: Look at what's his nuts. I can't think <laughs> of his name. Dr- Draco Malfoy? Well, him too. I was okay. thinking of the the really pathetic rat-faced one. Oh, Peter Pettigrew? Yes. All right. Turn yeah. in his friends for it. Yeah.
1: That's right, millennials, I can play this game too.
0: Okay. <laughs> Speaking of not knowing the bad thing and feeling, you know, better about yourself because of it. We have one cat who is born again and he was able to finally let them know that the rave scene is a bad scene, man. And so they're going to do a rave scene at Hell House where the girl takes the date rape drug, but he doesn't know what the name of the date rape drug, what the scientific name is. And I thought, is that actually, because he called it the official date rape drug. I'm like, is that what Pharma marketed it as? Because I don't know that that would go well in the brochure. It's just not going to Work real well, right?
1: Kudos to the documentarian, was just like, and what is that? And what, <laughs> what, what is that you're talking about? And he's like, you know, it's the it's the date rape drug. It's um scientifically and technically an official date rape drug. And I'm like,
0: what? It's official. There's one is that this? they, you know, five out of ten rapists agree, agree. that this is the official. <laughs>
1: Uh, I love Mm. the fact that he describes it as, uh, he was a DJ, right? Mm -hmm. That's how he gets his street cred. So I got problems with that to start. Look, kids just take whatever is pushed into their hands. Uh, There's no discretion. Uh, It's just a free for all. You just walk around with your mouth open and see what people can throw Mm. in there. Yeah. Then he talks about raves, but he describes them as both big and local. And look, he's been at places where they take at least eight bodies out after this rave. And I feel like dead bodies or like still drunk people or what, what are we talking about? So again, it's just a great example of this is a very generalized fear
0: without any details whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. It was clear when you see the rave scene that none of these people had actually been to a rave or listened to music (laughs) other than Christian music. So that was real obvious and hard to sell what they were trying to sell.
1: Have you been to a rave? Like, you're a lot cooler than me. Was there a moment that you had glow sticks and you were, like, doing
0: the... I think I was kind of... Uh, I was like 21 or something when I went to a rave or two and it wasn't really my jam. Like I went with friends and I just hung out, but I was the designated driver. So I just kind of hung out with them. I did not have the pacifier. I never understood what the pacifier thing was because they would have those in their mouth (laughs) Uh, or the glow sticks. I guess I got that part. But yeah, I just kind of hung out for a bit and then left. I was never, never real big into it. Would you say that raves are synonymous, quotey fingers, with ecstasy? Like... Yeah, that was the more popular drug. I think I've never done ecstasy, which is a shock to myself. Amongst other people, <laughs> I of all the drugs I've done, I've never tried that. So, yeah, I don't. I don't. That's what I think most people are taking: that and acid, or shrooms, or some kind of hallucinogen. So, right, which would
1: kind of support the uh, visuals of the glow sticks. Um, right, kind of, right. Yeah. So. There's also a point, I don't know exactly where it comes in. Same guy, former DJ and his girlfriend. And they've been together for one year. They met exactly one year ago at the last hell house. And he's talking about the way they met and their body language is absolutely contrary to everything. Like she's standing there with her arms crossed. She's like biting her lip Um, I don't know if it's, you could chalk it up to being on camera, but they look like they are miserable together.
0: Yeah. I'm going to make a a statement here and you can contradict me, but I'm pretty sure all the couples that went to this church are miserable together. That just seems like it's kind of a requirement.
1: Yeah, because there are a couple other younger kids, because I, I'm assuming this guy is in his twenties, early thirties, something like that.
0: Hmm. Yeah. but
1: they're very specifically talking about how far you can go because we're in middle school. Like they will be affectionate and you can make out, but you can't go all the way and blah, blah, blah. And so again, there's just this real thing of lack of affection and they just don't even look like they like each other. They're like, look, I had to pair up with somebody um, and he was the closest. So Cool on you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There there is one point where they're talking to people about premarital sex, and this couple was on, and they're like, well, I just always knew that that was something you didn't do. I've gone to this church since I was born, and, you know, and he was born again, so of course he understood, and I thought, did he, though? But she's like, you know, we saved ourselves for marriage, and it was totally worth it, and I doubt it was worth it. I honestly don't think she's ever had an orgasm in her life, so... Hopefully that's changed. It's 20 plus years ago. so.
1: Well, let's go and say, I think that it's
0: okay for you
1: to figure out what you like. And I'm sure that masturbation Mm -hmm. is also frowned upon. So good luck to her. Oh,
0: I'm guessing. Right? A little rough. A little rough. Yeah. But if it's just for procreation, I guess that's all that matters. So, Can we discuss that? Okay. So we're watching some of these rehearsal scenes. Again, I love that. The, the rave kid doesn't know he's not a kid he's an adult but he doesn't know what the rave drug is but tim knows what it is and i'm like why does tim know what it is has tim used the rave drug it's beside the point the guy that played the dad in the domestic violence scene was having he was struggling he was struggling and after the rehearsal his kid was hiding and he said it was because his kid wanted something out of the vending machine. I think his son was embarrassed by his dad's acting skills. That's what I think.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. The whole thing is a mystery to me of why
0: any of this is okay. Right. Well, I figured he should have been better at acting considering he's like a WWF type wrestler and that's a lot of (laughs) acting. So really should have been natural.
1: Yeah. I'm surprised that God didn't step in and give him better acting skills because it's all about winning souls for God, okay?
0: Yes, it is. And more than once it was commented that, you know, they can only do so much with acting and sound effects and that, you know, it's a little cheesy, but God does the rest. They can only they can only start this process and God will fill the rest. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, From the scenes I saw, God did not show up. So (laughs) they should try harder. He's like, Look, I don't,
1: I don't, I'm not sponsoring this anymore. You guys just have really wasted what I've given you (laughs) in general. I won't, I won't have my name put on this anymore.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's talk opening night. Oh, let's do. This is a really big production, right? This isn't like a little house. Like I've been part of a haunted house where it was like fairly small and you just jump out and whatever. This was big. Like you have to get in on a hayride, like a trailer with hay, just to go to the beginning. And I'm guessing getting taken back from the end. And there are different like trailers, different houses. There are some scenes outside. There's a control trailer that has video monitors and kind of controls the sound. Cause they have like background tracks with some voices and music and woo and shit and God's monologue like there's that as well yeah mhm so so yeah there's there's a lot going on they've invested a lot of time and energy into this i'll give them that it's something did you find it funny that
1: number 1 they were selling concessions which i loved like jesus is more uh, palatable if you have a soft pretzel we all know it
0: absolutely actually a margarita would make him even more palatable. <laughs> Number 2,
1: there are 25 people in that like production trailer. There are so many people in that trailer.
0: Mhm. It's not a big trailer. It's a little trailer, yeah. And they're
1: using walkie-talkies and some of it is to like talk to the guides which are children. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like maybe maybe one adult could like swap out and go and move the people from one place to another seems like a big responsibility for a 16 year old kid so i'm like so they're sitting there and they're like cue the deer or whatever it is so funny to be like well can you have him go to the other trailer and see if the knife is there (laughs) no it's not a butter knife it's like a steak knife and it's serrated and it's got to be scary and sharp and it's so i'm like just walk walk your ass over there and get it yeah A lot of problems. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, You were talking about the math. So tickets are $7 a piece. And if they said they had what, like 12,000 people last year, Mm -hmm. how much would that be?
1: Well, I had some, I had
0: some different ones. Hold on. Let me look. Do you have it? I don't. I don't. I just said it was $7 a ticket and they had concessions. So they were just raking in the fucking dough. They said in the 10 years, they've had about 75,000 people come through
1: okay yeah okay um at seven dollars a pop that's half a million dollars yeah that's a lot but again they don't talk about how much it costs to put on because i there is some construction and they do try to Mm -hmm. reuse things and all that kind of stuff now there's probably no labor costs because this is all the church people kicking in as all good cults do yes
0: absolutely but where is that money going Back to the church, of course. Duh. <laughs> Jesus needs money. Right. So it's just food for thought. It's not just about being
1: a fundraiser, but it is a pretty good fundraiser.
0: It is. I mean, if you're making, you know, 12,000 people, $7 a head, that's $84,000 three over three weekends, because I think they yeah. only did it for three weekends in October. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. That's not bad.
1: Right. Um, I also did get online because I was trying to find what the cost of putting this on is. There's a couple things later that might make that a little bit more applicable. Mm-hmm. But uh, one article I read said that it the cost had been up to twelve dollars, so you know what I mean? So, I mean that changes things a little bit, but I think it's a little bit disturbing to not understand. <laughs> Where that money goes so
0: yeah yeah well, it's much like taxes you give it and hope that they do the best with it and they generally don't so right right yeah um we do have a cop throughout this that talks I mean he was called to be a cop and he was called to what is that called when they like that convert people talk to minister thank you ministering to to people ministering yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. um but he helps out he started off just being kind of security you know Mm -hmm. you don't want Mm -hmm. the riffraff getting in i again would counter and say the riffraff is absolutely who needs to see your message so you can save them (laughs) whatever oh good stuff yeah but he uh he seems to play a pretty big role in this also he helps with gun safety because they use real fucking guns Aaron. thank you (laughs) they sure do (laughs) And he's oh like, my God. he gives him a
1: quick overview of how to tell if it's a blank round or a real round. And I'm like,
0: there are plastic guns. And the fact that some of them are. So this year, the school scene is not a school shooting where he shoots others, but shoots himself in front of his classmates because they're bullying him. So that mm-hmm. was the school scene. Mm-hmm. And suicide, of course, is a sin. You've taken your own life that God gave you. Therefore, you go to hell. And. If he put that gun next to his head, even with the blank, I have a feeling that would really damage you. And also, how many times are you shooting that off a night? You're in a small trailer or room. (laughs) How are your ears not just ringing? I mean, I don't know. It's all about the reality.
1: I mean, what if there's a gun expert among these kids? And if you don't use the real thing, they're not going to be swayed to come to your side. Listen,
0: you got to sacrifice for the craft. (laughs) what it is (laughs) oh my god yeah so here are the things that we get to see we get to see the school shooting which was a suicide scene um the drug deal scene which was not the same people who did the rehearsing so that was interesting a homosexual man who was dying of aids because that's god gave him aids because he was gay of course that's what they fucking said Next to Steve, the homosexual, we have Jan, who's 17 and took an abortion pill and is now bleeding out. They're in the same hospital. Jan uh, asked for God's forgiveness, therefore she's saved. Steve isn't, however later on we find out he is. I don't know. I'm really confused by all of that. Right. Maybe editing missed that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The rave scene, where I, I will say again, you can tell not a single one of those people have been to a rave. But The
1: dancing. The dancing. The dancing, so white. Right. No one's ever seen a soul train. No one's ever seen <laughs> anything that resembles uh, solid gold. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever been clubbing. No, it was, it was just white man's overbite the whole time.
0: It yeah. was, it was. And so here's the premise of the rave. The rave is a girl who went there first time, there are a couple boys that her friend wants her to meet and and this one boy, Chad, of course his name was Chad, (laughs) gave her a drug and then she was raped by God knows how many people there because she was on the official date rape drug. So she goes home and feels bad for herself and the whole time they have, I can't, what did they call them? The demon things?
1: I just had that they were demons. So these are people in black robes and masks and they're basically egging you on they're bullying mm-hmm. you into like doing dark deeds or whatever it's so stupid
0: right and this one is like telling her how she's worthless because god knows how many men had her that night and also remember what your dad did to you as a kid and i'm like why the fuck is this girl getting blamed for all these things that other people are? they never talked to chad chad doesn't get sent to hell for raping mm-hmm. are you fucking kidding me I was so, so bad about these scenes.
1: Well, I had a couple of questions for you about that. So she ends up cutting one wrist. Um, Again, I don't know. It sounds bad enough. All right. Any self-harm, go get some help. So is the message that she shouldn't have gone to the party? Or if your family isn't Christian, you could be raped by your dad. Or is it killing yourself? Like, uh, is it compounding sin? And she's going like to three hells, hell squared, like uh, hell to the third. I don't know. (laughs) Cute. Um, (laughs) Right? Like, what are we, where was the, where was the bad decision made?
0: Right. Right. Who's to say that her dad doing horrible things to her when she was a kid is, wasn't his bad decision, which led her to make bad decisions later. Why is she being blamed for that? But there are some kids who ask those same exact questions. Yeah. So there are a couple cats outside. Like they went through this whole thing and they're outside talking to other people and our cop friend. And they're like, this is bullshit. These are the worst stereotypes ever. And the girl's like, I've been to many raves. I've never done drugs. He's like, she made bad choices. She has to live with those choices.
1: (laughs) Right. And this is our cop friend who um, obviously is out to control the scrums in the parking lot. But yeah, the main players in this discussion are just a teenage boy. And he's like, I have friends that are gay. Are you saying that being gay is a sin? And just because you're gay doesn't mean you're getting AIDS. Like, really challenging a lot of this stuff. And the guy's like, well, God doesn't like when you choose a homosexual lifestyle.
0: <laughs> like it's, yep. Ugh. I think it's proof that there's very little point in debating people's strongly held beliefs like that, right? You're, it's very rare that you're going to change someone's mind, even with facts, even with evidence, because it becomes a fight or flight to them. If these are Mm -hmm. strongly held beliefs, it is just like being threatened. Yes. So it's, um, it's not worth it.
1: It challenges your concept of who you are. It's no longer about the issue. It's about you Mm -hmm. as a person. Yes, But I got to tell you, that teenage girl in the red sweatshirt, when she is talking to this grown ass man, and she's mm-hmm. like, so you're telling me that if someone is so depressed, and they are not of sound mind, that they kill themselves, mm-hmm. they don't get entrance into heaven.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why is God judging people for not being Able to make decisions on their own accord is basically what she's saying, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. it's so. She is very calm. I mean, like you can tell she's like peeved, but she's
0: she just hands his ass to him,
1: and I love her. I do
0: too. And she, like you said, she was calm, whereas the kid, the guy was getting very, the teenage boy was getting very worked up, and she was like, step back, and she kind of took over and started talking. And I will say, the cop kept his. Cool as well, but he, you know, he had no re- rebuttal other than, Well, the Bible says, I, the Bible says she made bad choices, so it's, it's stupid. They show a, a scene where people get into heaven, and this is where we see that Steve apparently, at the very last minute, spoke Jesus's name, and so he got in. Um, well done, Steve, for that 11th hour call in, but. The voice of God said, there was nothing you could do to make me stop loving you. Bullshit. Because if he hadn't said Jesus' name, you'd have kicked his ass to hell. So clearly, there is something you could do. This is the most abusive relationship ever. (laughs) Thank you. I was like, so hypocritical.
1: I was like, there's nothing you could do to change my love for you. I was like, except go to raves and take questionable pills and get yourself gang raped. And commit suicide and have an abusive uh, family. I mean, like, so many things just don't jibe there. And also, I'll have you know that throughout this whole thing, we understand that it's women who are causing all the problems here. Like, the mom had the affair. The girl commits suicide. I mean, the only, I guess, the boy in school committed suicide also. But that's not really what they dwell on in this. So, Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, the girl who got herself pregnant and had to get an abortion. Yeah. Yeah. But what I took away from this was I can live whatever fun lifestyle I want. And as long as I say I love Jesus at the last minute, I'm in. I'm in like Flint. So live your life, people. That's right. Bart Simpson had it
1: right when he said, my plan is to do a deathbed confession. (laughs) And the preacher's like, oh. (laughs) I love
0: The <laughs> Simpsons <laughs> They get it so right Perfect. every once in a while It's so funny Can we talk about the worst part of this entire thing? You you get to the end And then you get lectured? Oh yes, okay. you do get lectured
1: By a juggalo So I don't understand <laughs> There's juggalos <laughs> in hell <laughs> I mean, that is terrifying aren't all juggalos going to hell (laughs) (laughs) i was like this goth kid okay and you do Mm -hmm. get super lectured i was thinking that's not the worst part but you're uh,
0: (laughs) yeah so after you go through and i'm assuming after the juggalo because god's infinite love then casts out of heaven anyone who didn't Love him, adore him, kiss his feet, and say his name. Uh, cast him to hell. You go to hell. You see the juggalo and the people in the tiny room trying to break out, which is terrifying. And then after all that, you go into a room where a guy lectures you and tells you you have six seconds to walk into another room and get preyed upon. Well, not preyed upon. Well, it is yes. prayed upon. <laughs> <laughs> to have people pray with you. Or you're going to hell you need to make that decision right now
1: yeah and it's like you could die in a car crash tonight and i'm like w- way to emphasize free will dude <laughs> like he was like you think any of these people um that went to hell wish that they would have heeded the copious warnings throughout their life that they should have come over to the you know good side of the force or whatever. Um, and he's counting down and he's like in your face and you're like lined up against the wall. I mean, the emphasis is so funny to me because it's basically like, are you going to, are you going to just, are you for hell? Are you for the devil? Are you going to walk through this room and let people spit all over you as they do their tongues, speaking in tongues?
0: And touch you inappropriately, I'll also say. Yeah. I have no and words. So yeah. Yeah. It's so bad. People go in there. There's a lot of hands on people, a lot of tongues speaking. There's one man who walked through that had a rat tail. I assume that was his sin. That's why he was going to hell. So hopefully they cut it off when he went into that room. (laughs) Oh, so bad.
1: Yeah, because there's nothing like taking advantage of people in a vulnerable state. Like You have been just traumatized by everything in this. Like You paid for them to traumatize you. And then basically the fastest, easiest way out is to go through the prayer room.
0: Like, it's like a forced confession. (laughs) It's just so funny. I mean, that just sums up, you summed up religion really well. We're going to create a problem (laughs) that only we can solve. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Right? 100%. Uh, It's so sad. Um, They then talk to people who say it's the end of times. These are just like, like you said, just like people confessional type thing it's the end of times and they're sad but they're also happy because that means jesus is going to come find his bride and i thought his bride now i've not read the bible in a very long time but i don't remember a bride being involved And does she have a choice or is this a rosemary's baby kind of situation <laughs> i don't know um
1: <laughs> dave one time did that said which i thought was pretty brilliant he was like everybody wants to think that they're special so of course jesus is coming when you're alive of course yeah and i'm just saying that's pretty brilliant it's stupid However, what you should know is they estimate about 15,000 people have temporarily given their lives to God and then go right back to what they were doing before once the pressure has been taken away. That's my, you know, supposition, but, uh, yeah, they, they count them all.
0: hmm Yeah. I, they were filling out like sheets of paper when they were in there being prayed upon. And I feel like it was probably just their tithings. Like they don't even care if they come to church as long as they give tithings. Like, here you go. Here's the money
1: yeah so where does this end you ask yeah. as we begin to wrap this up um it doesn't uh this has been very successful and other churches are like how can we take advantage of people in our direct areas because mind you this is mostly teenage kids i would say it's young people that want to go out and like impress their girlfriend that they can protect them when uh zombies trying to run at you in the room that you paid to go into yeah so you can buy a hell house kit as a church for $299 and I suppose that's scripting right that doesn't really (laughs) that's not going to be enough to make a convincing like space you know what I mean like you're going to have to provide your own props and whatnot
0: Mm -hmm. but they'll give you the scripts
1: yeah. They're I mean, so that's well gold. Mm-hmm. You can't let, just let mm-hmm. that languish in some basement file cabinet. You have to get that out amongst the people. <laughs> so incest victims can feel victimized all over
0: again. That's
1: what I took away from that.
0: Yes. Yes. And let's, let's talk about that. There were a couple of people who went through. There was a woman who said the abortion scheme was too real and she had had miscarriages. And so it really was hard to watch John goes through even though he's acting he's one of the death stalkers whatever they had a name for those people who were playing the demon role I can't remember and so he wanted to go through and see it as a patron and he went through and of course the family violence scene where the the dad finds that the mom was cheating on him with someone on the internet and then there's violence involved after you know he that had to fucking hit home right but he knew that was one of the scenes and he chose to go through it. So, yeah. I, any any kid who had been in any kind of school situation where, you know, violence was a threat then has to see that. That would be scary. And so, you know, when you look at the one where the kid shot himself at the school, what does that message tell you? The, the kid, the kid killed himself. He went to hell. But what about everyone else who had to witness that and is traumatized by that? Well, they're fine. They're fucking fine. It's And they were bullies. So,
1: mm, I mean, true. no, again, no consequences for bullying.
0: Yeah, it's just everything was sending the very wrong message, in my opinion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. The documentarians also
1: show some of the reactions of people in the audience. And there are no smiles. There are no moments where you kind of think that somebody's enjoying themselves. These people are like covering their eyes, covering their mouths, like holding on to one another. It is not a pleasant experience. They talk about people having to leave because they got a barf. They talk about, but they don't just let them go. You have to take them to the prayer room. They can't let one one lost sheep get away, Aaron.
0: No. no. So... Yeah. Well, earlier they discussed that not only is it that you have to do right by yourself to go to heaven. Now you have to make sure everyone else does what they need to do to get into heaven too, or your soul will be in jeopardy. And I'm like, fuck all that pyramid scheme. No, thank you. No.
1: I thought it was interesting what you were talking about, John, who, uh, his story of probably, you know, among the worst experiences of his life, that his wife had an online affair, um, that that was, available to the church to use reminded me of the other documentary we did pray away right where the young lady had been raped and they were like we need to to use this and she was like I don't feel comfortable with that and they're like that's sweet do it and she was like mm. so but I, you know what i mean so it's like you're 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 being vulnerable um because it, again we've talked several times about I can understand the community in your church and you're supposed to be like talking to people about the worst shit in your life. Right. So then they use that against you or like publicize it. I mean, I can't imagine how difficult that was for either of these two people. Um, and that guy and his daughter, like, like maybe pick a different <laughs> like
0: scenario. The fact that, he was already drinking. The father was drinking. And so he was becoming violent. And then you added that to the mix that the wife was cheating on him. And that was what became the bad thing, right? Not that the dad was drinking and already violent, but the fact that the, the wife had done this horrible thing. She was the one that was mostly punished. And I'm sure in the end, the dad for killing her, if he did kill her also went to hell, but probably not because he's a man and he just continued to go on with life. So yeah, it's, there's so many bad things about it nothing nothing good honestly nothing good about this at all <laughs> honestly it is it's a great
1: documentary topic right because i would not have known about this if we didn't talk about it i guess i shouldn't be shocked by the lengths that people will go to to leverage you into doing this and then guilting you for the rest of your life that you can't stray at all and i'm like okay lots of problems with that but yeah it's uh it's something <laughs>
0: I'd heard about them before. Um, I knew the gist of them. But seeing how bad it was really was eye opening at how horrible these skits were.
1: There are just no limits, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's for Jesus. So <laughs> <It> sure <laughs> is. Okay. Do you have an honorary Aaron for this week?
0: <laughs> I do, although Aaron's. I have nominated the group of teens that stood up to them and was like, this is fucking stupid. You guys are horrible. They're all honorary errands of the week.
1: I said the teen girl in the red sweatshirt, because of course she was unnamed. (laughs) She didn't need a fucking name because she had such a well done and structured argument that I hope she goes on to be a lawyer or, you know, a public representative or something, like, we need more mm-hmm. thinkers like her. Uh, Katie Porter Jr., I don't know what her name is, but she was delightful.
0: Yeah, well, that was 22 years ago as well, so she might be Katie Porter now. <laughs> That's true. Oh, that would be <laughs> such a fun tie-in. Okay, so. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was hard to pick pick a an honorary Aaron, considering I didn't, like, 99% of the people in this.
1: Right. And I feel terrible for all these kids that have no other opportunity to experience anything.
0: Well, because they've been groomed their whole lives to believe yes. that this is what they have to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know.
1: I do. I do. Yeah.
0: Okay. Super fun. <laughs> Interesting to watch, guys. If you watch it, tell us what you think, because it's um, it's terrifying in a whole different way. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What are we doing for first week outside of Spooky Month? Okay. To rally. It's
1: football season. So what better documentary to watch than B.S. High? I can't think of one. Right? So this is on Max, which is HBO Max, but it's just called Max, at least on my giant TV. It's an hour and 40 minutes. And it's about a school that had a team
0: and boy did that go left <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it's about a lot more than just football but there's high school football involved so uh it looks really interesting when i first ran across it i was like well i don't want to watch a sports documentary nah. and then i looked into it and i'm like oh oh it's just the kind of weird that i'm after so right absolutely right, so. Mm-hmm. yeah way to teach young people anyway uh it's been real (laughs) Ah. yeah yeah i hope you guys have enjoyed october i hope you have lovely weather where you are today and yesterday were some of the first cool days here so Mm -hmm. it's nice and it smells like fall and yeah come find us on the socials come talk to us and we'll talk to you next week sounds great later bye